So, hello, we're talking with Steve Baker once again. It's only a few minutes after uh, Jeopardy has aired in the Eastern Time Zone, at least here in New York. And uh, it was a pretty surprising game. Watson ran the table. Steve Baker, author of Final Jeopardy, a book on the uh, IBM uh, supercomputer versus human matchup in Jeopardy. Uh, It came down to uh, kind of a stunning surprise. What happened? Well, Watson had a dominant lead going into Final Jeopardy. And Final Jeopardy is Watson's Achilles heel. It, um, it's often a more complicated clue, which, which requires several, la- several different uh, levels of, of analysis. And also, you have to answer Final Jeopardy. And so if, if Watson's confused on a regular clue, it doesn't buzz and we'll never notice how stupid it was. But with Final Jeopardy, it has to, it has to come up with something. And so here we saw how stupid Watson can be. Wow. And so the question was what? The question was, uh, it was this, it was the category was U.S. cities. And the clue was, its largest airport is named for a World War II hero. It's second largest for a World War II battle. Now, if you look at that, it says U.S. cities, then it says its. Its is presumably a U.S. city. I mean, a, a, a native English speaker would think that. Watson has to go to a lot of, a lot of analysis to say, okay, that's, that's a city that's its largest airport. And then it's, then it's second largest. Is that its second largest airport? Easy for us harder for Watson. So it gets tripped up on the word its. It has to decide whether it's a possessive or or whether it's referring to the city or whether it's referring to – it gets tripped up on the part of speech. Right. But the thing that's important about Watson – and w- here it can make Watson look like an idiot, but sometimes it makes Watson look smart. The thing is that Watson is never sure of anything. It always leaves doors open. So is it possible that the old rock star Alice Cooper is a man? Well, Watson would say, yes, it's possible. And if Watson were a normal computer with a database, the database would say, Alice is a woman's name. Forget it. It could never be a man. And Watson says, you know, if the preponderance of evidence shows that Alice Cooper is a man, I'm going to think that I got that name wrong. Something's funny about that name, and I'm going to say that it's a man, albeit with less confidence that it than if its name was Roy or Bob, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so it's, it's a flexible thinker. The other thing that's important for Watson is that category titles, U.S. cities in this case, cannot be trusted. If you look at the categories and the clues, they often don't reflect what the category says. A, a category on U.S. novelists can say, J.D. Salinger's um, masterpiece was this. Now, so the masterpiece is Catcher in the Rye, which isn't a U.S. novelist. It's a U.S. novel. Watson finds all these exceptions, so it learns to discount the category title, which in this case really hurt it. Wow. Okay. And so ultimately it answered Toronto. The correct answer was Chicago. And it only had 14% confidence in Toronto, so it never would have buzzed. But it had to choose something, and Toronto has a its its airport. Pearson is named after a, one a U.S. Uh, I mean a, a World War II hero. But it basically, it didn't know the answer and had right. to come up with something, and came up with the wrong one. And then it bet a very precise amount. It was a small amount. It had Watson had like thirty-five thousand dollars on the board, so it bet a very small amount. 
Well, it bet a, it, a, a very small amount, and that was frustrating both to the players and to Alex Trebek, because what they were all hoping was that Watson would try to blow them away in Final Jeopardy and salt away the entire tournament match with a, maybe a twenty or $30,000 bet. And what Watson bet was less than $1,000, and so it, it, it knew that it's not that strong in Final Jeopardy, has a commanding lead going into the final game, and is not going to take that risk. Mm-hmm. We saw something similar in one of the. I think it was a daily double. I may be I may be, mis, I, I may be misremembering, but um, the question about Baghdad, where it said, "I'm going to take a guess here," it had very low confidence in that answer. Right, and that's funny because you would think there would be a lot of statistical evidence that that Nimrod uh, example was associated with Baghdad. But Watson had something like 34 percent confidence in Baghdad, mm-hmm. but yet, but still, because it was a daily double, had to guess. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric, when they were developing this, and, and I'm, all, I'm looking at Twitter now, and Twitter's just teeming with all this abuse of Watson for being such an idiot, for saying, for saying Toronto. And one of the biggest concerns for IBM, because this is a branding exercise for IBM, right. was, that, was that Watson would look foolish. And they, they tried to figure out if it was worth it not to take a guess on some final jeopardies and and, uh, and daily doubles because the risk of looking stupid outweighed the benefit of possibly guessing right. And in this case, what do you think the uh, the, the final? Oh, was? I bet they're pre- they're wishing Watson had just said, "I don't know," mm-hmm. because it looks it looks stupid. It's not stupid as we saw as it ran the table in the in the match, but Part, it can look stupid. According to the rules of the game, it made the correct decision. It didn't have confidence in its answer, so it made a low wager. Well, the thing was, it had the it had the wager before it saw the clue. Oh. So even if it had been a slam dunk clue, uh, it wouldn't have earned much. But it knew not to not to risk much on on that on that one. That's that's interesting. That's very interesting. What else did did we see here? I mean, Watson really ran the table. Otherwise, I mean, winning on every buzzer, hitting two daily doubles, um, really running up the score. Um, where. Uh, uh, at the end of it, I mean, Watson is clearly ahead, with the exception of that Toronto question. How was uh, how were the IBM people feeling at this point? Well, as they on when this when this game was being taped, as they walked out because it was a break after this game, and walked out from the auditorium at at Watson Research Labs into the lobby. Uh, IBM CEO Sam Palmazano said to said to one of the people that I talked to, maybe we should have dialed it down a little bit. <laughs> That's interesting. I thought I spotted him in the crowd in one of the shots. Yes, and and, and and so he's sitting with the Sony people, and they're interested in entertainment. And it, this, you know, threatens to be not very entertaining. I mean, they're they're concerned about that. Now, the IBM researchers, on the other hand, all they want to show is that they have built a fabulous machine, and they don't care about a close match. They want they would like Watson to shut out the humans. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there are contrasting goals here. That's very interesting. So can you give us um, a little bit of a preview of what happens in, uh, in Episode 3? Okay. Going into Episode 3, the humans have to make a really big comeback. To do this, they need to earn some money fast and then double that money in, in daily doubles and double it again and again and again in Final Jeopardy. That's their only chance of winning. One of them has to come up with more than $50,000. And so they have, to, they have to do a really great job, and they have to bet audaciously. Mm. That's their only chance of winning. 
So keep your eye tomorrow on daily doubles. If Watson gets the daily doubles, game over. It doesn't have to get them right. It's going to bet low. It knows that it, all it has to do is get those things off the table because those are the only wild cards that the humans can use to get back into the game. Sounds exciting, even though Watson's still in a commanding lead. It still sounds very interesting. Yeah. Steve Baker, your book, uh, Final Jeopardy, is out Thursday. It's out Thursday, and I noticed, Eric, that Amazon's already shipping it. So if people want to order it, they'll, Amazon's shipping right now. Terrific. And you can also get it on ebook already without the final chapter as yet, correct? And I don't know if Barnes & Noble is shipping it, but I bet they are. I just want to give them, you know, they're, they're part, of the, part of the equation too. Terrific. <laughs> all right, all right. Steve okay. Baker, thanks for being with me. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right.